The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. The special counsel investigating former President Donald Trump has now subpoenaed former Vice President Mike Pence. It's looking into Trump's handling of classified documents after he left office, as well as the January 6th attack. It is unclear what information it's seeking from Pence. Leander ISD says it will pay its employees for days missed during last week's ice storm. The school board approved the plan last night. The district says temporary employees who worked during the ice storm, they're going to receive double pay. And then full-time employees will get time and a half. The University of Texas and Oklahoma announcing an early exit from the Big 12 last night. After the 2023-24 season, they're going to head to the SEC earlier than anticipated for their 2024-2025 seasons. After negotiating, both programs will pay early withdrawal fees of a combined $100 million. I do believe it is time for a new city manager. First, it was the ice storm. Now, Austin City Manager Spencer Kronk faces new criticism. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. Some Austin City Council members say that he stepped out of line announcing a contract in principle with the Austin Police Association. Kronk was already under scrutiny for how the city handled last week's ice storm. The City Council had an item on its agenda just yesterday. And it was directing the city manager to negotiate not a four-year deal, but a one-year agreement with the police association. The agreement was intended to be a placeholder so that when voters go to the polls in May and vote on police oversight, it isn't superseded by this new contract. Council member Cheeto Vela said it was a big surprise when Spencer Kronk announced he had come to a four-year agreement in principle with APA. It's going to be added to the list of reasons Vela says it's time for a new city manager. We've asked him to make sure that we are okay with a four-year contract before presenting it to the public as a done deal the way that I saw at the press conference and the way that I saw in the press release. So that's another item that I want to discuss with my colleagues. Kronk responded saying officers needed an answer and that a four-year agreement will cost the city significantly less money than a one-year deal. He agreed, he also disagreed that this should have been a surprise to council. For many weeks now, we've had these dates lined up. We have been briefing council both in executive session and in the public around these negotiations. These negotiations are public. The president of the police association said they were within, quote, roughly five hours of getting a four-year deal signed. He said APA is not going to negotiate a one-year deal while they also work to finalize a four-year one. This police contract conversation wasn't on the council's radar, though, when they decided to put Kronk's employment on their agenda yesterday. It was originally because of the ice storm concern. We will not know, though, of any decision that they made for Spencer Kronk last night for at least a couple of days. When we go in depth here, in May of 2021, Austin voters voted against Proposition F, which would have changed Austin city government to what's known as a strong mayor system, something most cities have. Now, under that system, the city manager's position is dissolved or reduced, and the powers are passed on to the mayor of the city, who then has veto power. The council can override the mayor's veto with a two-thirds vote. Now also, the mayor is able to hire and fire the police chief, for example, without council approval. That's not the case today. But again, voters said no 
to that proposal. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good morning and happy Friday. We begin with a look at what's going on on radar. We do have a little bit of light rain trying to squeeze in San Saba County. This is not going to be heavy. It's not going to be severe. Just a little bit of moisture we're trying to squeeze out of those clouds. So it's a 10% chance of rain just this morning, really pretty much through sunrise. And then we're done. And we've got more sunshine behind those clouds later today. As you're walking out the door, just know your Friday morning is starting chilly. We're in the 40s and 50s area wide. You want to make sure you've got that jacket. We're down to 49 and Georgetown 48 Rockdale 50 here in Austin. We've got those 40s out across the hill country. The winds, did you notice them picking up overnight? You're certainly going to notice them walking out the door. We've got wind gusts coming straight out of the north 15 to 25 miles per hour and unfortunately, yes, those are going to be here for most of the day. But the temperatures are also going to be a talker because yesterday we hit the mid 70s. Today, not the case. We're only expected to reach those 50s today and make that those mid 50s for Kiss High. 56 here in Austin. That 10% chance of rain I've included for this morning. That is not likely to bring us anything in the way of meaningful rain and we stay dry over the weekend. So coming up, the pesky winds. I'm going to time match wind cast for you. We'll talk more about the widespread freezes we could see tonight and again tomorrow night. And then we're tracking some Valentine's Day rain, but I don't think it's going to completely wash out the hall. Holiday. I'm showing you what I'm looking at coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay, Kristen, thank you. Austin ISD's interim superintendent addressed claims that the district has a backlog of more than 800 students who may need special education. There are court filings from an ongoing lawsuit with the district and it revealed to the records. The Texas Education Agency has an ongoing investigation into the special education department. One of the issues is a shortage of special education teachers who specialize in evaluating these students. KXN's Nabil Ramadna takes a further look into the issue. We're sorry. I mean, you know, we're, this is a problem that has been going on for quite some time. Interim Superintendent Matias Segura says AISD must do better when it comes to special education evaluations. Uh, the number is dynamic. Um, we still have many, many um, that have to be uh, completed. Segura did not have the exact number of students that needed to be evaluated and said it does change often. When I first came on board, we didn't have a system that could track it at that level of detail. Uh, now we do. And so what you're going to see from Austin ISD is is really an improvement, not only in how we track and how we perform, but also the metrics that we use to keep ourselves accountable. In 2021, a lawsuit brought on by Disability Rights Texas alleged an estimated 800 students were waiting for delayed initial evaluations. Since the pandemic, many teachers have left the district and some of the specialists needed for these evaluations have been limited. I will tell you the biggest challenge that we have is just the, the number of vacancies that we have within our LSSPs and diagnosticians. You know, we have about 70 positions, of which only 23 are filled. The district has added incentives. This summer, they announced a $1,500 sign-on bonus for special education teachers. But that's still an area of need. All of these challenges must be addressed to fix the issue. This is not a six-month fix. This is a, you know, 18-month fix to really get it to where it needs to be. And that's Segura's main goal. It is uh, a significant amount of work, and it's really the focus of my time here as interim superintendent. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Accountability after Uvalde. We're going to press the head of DPS on why some officers will not be disciplined. Weighing in on expanding I-35, what the plans look like and how people feel about the project. New details are out. 
tied to the law enforcement response to the Uvalde shooting last May. It took 77 minutes until officers reached the classroom and took down the gunman. 91 DPS officers were there. Only two have faced consequences for their actions on that day. And we learned last night four other DPS officers under investigation have been cleared of any kind of wrongdoing. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden impressed DPS Director Stephen McCraw about why only two will be disciplined in light of the new law enforcement failure. Are other officers that you expect to be disciplined from DPS? No, just the two. And so you don't expect any other disciplinary No, no. Why have there not been more held accountable? Well, I'm not going to discuss it any further because it's an ongoing matter. When it's completed, I mean, the public's going to have all the information, and you will as well, and you'll be able to make that assessment, okay? Sergeant Juan Maldonado was fired in October. DPS served determination papers, papers to suspend Texas Ranger Ryan Kendall in January. He still has the ability to appeal. Runners gearing up to take their marks as the Austin Marathon approaches. Why the race means so much to one racer. Many Texans are dealing with new expenses after the ice storm. How to avoid scams and get your property fixed. The deal is done. Longhorns are bolting the Big 12 after one more full season of competition. We'll tell you how that affects scheduling and a little bit more coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good Friday morning, a beautiful shot over the downtown Austin skyline, lit up, looking nice, crisp and cool out there. Cool front headed in right now. Kristen's talking about that this morning for a chillier weekend ahead. The Austin Marathon is nine days away, a week from Sunday. Thousands of runners will make their way through 26 miles of Austin streets. Yeah, each runner has a story behind their reason to train for that big endurance race like this. And KXAN's Noah Gross shows us how the marathon will highlight one man's passion to serve and protect. Matt Harmatuck was not born in Austin. But I got here as quick as I could. And found his purpose early. Nobody was going to mess up my goal of being an Austin police officer. Now after 28 years, Harmatuck's time with the Austin Police Department is coming to a close. There's never a perfect time to leave it. Um, I can leave here knowing that I did my part, um, if not uh, met, but exceeded the expectation of what people put on me. Now, as Harmatuck said, there may never be a perfect time to leave, but he sure may have found the perfect way to exit at the Austin Marathon, which will wrap up here at 9th in Congress. He's going to run an extra 1.8 miles, yes, for a total of 28 to honor 28 years with APD. I think it's going to be an emotional moment, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, super smiley and happy, huggy Matt, or if I'm, if it's going to hit me hard. Over 30 marathons and 13 full-distance Ironmans under his belt. These runs aren't just to stay in shape for Harmatuck. It's a chance to take a step back from the stresses that come with being an officer. You need to have some positive coping mechanism to deal with that. Um, and for me, it's running and triathlon. And it's, it's getting away from having friends that have nothing to do with that community and just grounding yourself. You are an Ironman! A career in service that spanned decades coming to a close his way. It feels right 
and it feels right to me that this is the way I'm going to go out because when I cross that line, I'm done. <laughs> I'm wrapping it up. Reflecting on a memorable career one step at a time. Noah Gross, KXAN News. You know, Harmachuk is the one who came up with um, Heroes Day at Dell Children's Medical oh, Center. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, what a special guy. He is, yeah. And the Austin Marathon is special for so many people. It's more than just a race. Marathoners are running for a cause. Organizers believe in giving back to the community, and it sparked the Austin Marathon Gives program. In the last eight years, the program raised more than $4 million for Central Texas charities. So when runners sign up, they get to pick the local charity that they want to raise money for. By the way, not too late to sign up. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> and heads up, the race will have a major impact on traffic on race day on Sunday, February 19th, 26 miles of Austin roads. They're going to be off limits to drivers and some streets will close on Friday. Those are mainly in the downtown area near the start and finish. Organizers say Austin police will allow crossings at major intersections, but that's only going to be able to happen when there are no runners present. Here is a snapshot of the route. The race starts downtown on Congress Avenue. You can see the route goes far south to Ben White and then up south 1st Street, then near the UT and Hyde Park areas. Runners will then go east then turn back and head to the finish line on Congress near the state capitol. We have the route and street closure information for you at KXAN.com. Anytime I go to the finish line, I, I can't help but get emotional. I have yeah. not run, but <laughs> yeah. just watching them. It's a huge achievement. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a journey to get there. Yeah, a, a journey I never <laughs> will never experience. <laughs> ever experience. It's a lot of discipline. But I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. You're I've okay accepted that okay. for myself. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on outside this morning. Hey, you made it to Friday. We're getting ready for your weekend. And I'll tell you what, a little bit of green you're seeing up there in San Saba County. I don't expect it to be much. We had a 10% chance of some sprinkles included in this morning's forecast and into the sunrise time frame, though, but it, it's not going to be anything I'd get too excited about or too worked up about. You're spending most of your Friday underneath dry skies. Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera showing us nice view from the west side of Austin. The clouds over top of us will slowly clear through the day, and we actually got a good amount of sunshine once we get past the lunch hour. Our temperatures in the 40s and 50s this morning currently sitting at 49 in Georgetown, 50 in Austin, 48 Bastrop, low to mid 40s out in our hill country. So everybody needing the jacket this morning. We are just a little bit cooler than what we had yesterday, or excuse me, warmer than what we had yesterday, 5 to 15 degrees warmer, but the cooler temperatures come in this afternoon. Yesterday we hit 75 degrees and I don't think we're going to be there today because we've got this north cool wind on top of us. Wind gusts right now, 15 to 25 miles per hour, and those are going to be here all day long. So the 40s are only expected to make it to the mid 50s today. There's that 10% chance of a little bit of a sprinkle this morning. Like I said, it's gone just past sunrise. The winds, the winds are going to be with us all day long. They'll probably even get stronger late morning gusting out of the north at 35 to 40 miles per hour. We're going to continue with these gusty winds as we transition into the back half of our Friday. They'll lighten up some this evening. We will see lighter winds both Saturday and Sunday, but as you can see, temperatures running a little cool. Upper 50s for your Saturday under dry skies. Increasing cloud cover in 60s on Sunday, but Sunday kind of setting the stage for some changes to come. So we don't expect rain this weekend. Late Monday, maybe a few showers. Monday night into Tuesday is when we expect a good 60% chance of storms and showers coming in with that next Pacific storm. Seven-day forecast windy today with that 10% chance of a sprinkle early. 56 degrees this afternoon, upper 50s tomorrow, 60 Sunday into Monday. We're going to get a lot of wind with this next storm system. Not a whole lot 
of meaningful rain, though, maybe about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch. Most of that coming Monday night, early Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, evening for your Valentine's Day, looking dry and temperatures a little warmer as we get back into those lower 70s. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Now we know it will be one more full year in the Big 12 and then Texas, along with Oklahoma, headed to the SEC officially July 1st of 2024. They will be full members of the SEC. What does that mean? Well, for football scheduling, we now know Longhorns are not scheduled to play at Texas Tech because they played there last year. They'll host the Red Raiders this year. So again, last scheduled trip to Lubbock. Same for Oklahoma State, played in Stillwater this past season. They will not play Oklahoma State in Stillwater again on the schedule. Same with the Kansas schools and West Virginia. That also means, of course, the renewal of the rivalry. When will it happen? Well, we think it would happen the first year of SEC play, but part of the equation is figuring out the SEC scheduling. Will it be a model where each school would have three teams they play every year for Texas, likely Oklahoma? Texas A&M and possibly Arkansas. There's another bit to the equation, and that is part of the money that Texas and OU owe the Big 12 for leaving early will be offset by TV revenue gained by televising some of their games, including ESPN reporting in 2024, instead of Texas hosting Michigan, they would travel to Michigan, and then that game would go towards paying off that debt of leaving early. That would mean at Michigan the same year they start SEC play, and of course, this is just football. This is a very complex model for 16 schools being part of the Southeastern Conference. NFL awards last night, and Lake Travis product Garrett Wilson is the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wilson for the Jets had 83 catches, over 1,000 yards on the season. Stellar year, and if you're a wide receiver, you win that award. You had a special year, and Garrett Wilson takes home that Offensive Rookie of the Year trophy. Doubleheader tomorrow at the Moody Center, the Texas men at 11 a.m. against West Virginia, and the Texas women take on TCU. That's at 4 o'clock. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. All right, there is still time to share your thoughts on a plan to expand I-35 in Austin. TextDOT is taking comments until March 7th on the I-35 Capital Express Central project. Here's a look at what the highway expansion could look like. The current plan would widen eight miles of I-35 through downtown Austin, add HOV lanes, and remove the upper decks. TextDOT says this will prevent congestion and improve safety. It will also push out more than 100 businesses and homes. That's controversial. KXN's The Hot Rickman reports some of those businesses are pillars of their communities. Right off of I-35 sits a bustling Austin icon, Stars Cafe. Very hot. Be careful. We've always had like a great time here, great service, great like laughter, great memories. The 24-hour diner has been here since 1966. And just kind of chill after a stressful 12-hour shift. But each order and connection. Do you want a coffee to go? May now be numbered. Its neighbor, a growing highway, may push stars out. A plan like this would put us out of business and make us have to um, move. And, you know, we'd have to figure that next step. About. They hope TxDOT can route around the building or help them move it. Um, as somebody who grew up here in Austin, you know, you hate to see the things that have been here for a while starting to go away. It's not just about Austin's unique and eclectic culture that's at risk, but this I-35 expansion plan also puts health care at the forefront for some. 
like patients at community care clinic. It will be somewhat disruptive to our patients. We fully recognize that when Interstate 35 is under construction. Community Care CEO says patients shouldn't worry, though. They plan to combine two of their clinics and I-35's displacement path into one big facility in the same area. Working with our partners at Central Health to ensure that these services are not only uh, continue to be available, but are proximal to where they've been for a long time. The constellation may change for stars, possibly moving to a different location. But until then, we're here. We're not going anywhere until they tell us to go away. Tahira Rahman, KXAN News. TxDOT says it has contacted all the business owner property owners who may be displaced by the project. And this is really the first in a series of stories that we're going to bring you every single week so that you get a better understanding of this major I-35 expansion project and everyone that it could impact. For a link to share your thoughts on this project, find this story on KXAN.com. Cleanup continues around many neighborhoods and some people are figuring out just how expensive it can be to get your property fixed back up. Yeah, in some cases, thousands. We spoke with Williamson County earlier this week to clear up any kind of confusion on prices at the landfill. Now, some of that allegedly being fueled by operators passing off the high prices as county fees despite those being unchanged. The neighbors Pierce Kiefer and Julie Cremel of Round Rock say that they encountered costly removal quotes when they were trying to decide how they want to clear all their broken limbs in the front yard. Pierce cut his brush himself to avoid paying too much. Julie did pay for service after calling around and getting a ballpark number, but says that she's not sure if she's got a good deal or not, but says, you know, it really could have been worse. Some quotes were $2,500 and I have neighbors that were quoted $2,000 just to cut it and put it at the street. But yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of chunk of change for that. Um, but I know that some people here had to pay even more. They had more trees and more damage. You know, just because a service is costly doesn't mean that it's price gouging, which is illegal, by the way, during a Texas disaster. The Better Business Bureau recommends getting at least three bids for service before you hire and get any kind of agreement in writing. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.